Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Herder over to Monk. Goes baseline. Steps out. Five on the shot clock. Comes middle. Tough shot. Banked it in with 7.4. A lucky shot by Malik Monk. Here comes Curry with six seconds. Five. Get the screen. Bumped by Fox. Lost the ball. One second. Shoots it. It's up. No good. Game's over. The Warriors have totally given this one away. Disaster in Sacramento. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. It is indeed Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game, that highlight you just heard. Of course, Tim Roy on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors give one away in Sacramento. They were dominant in the first half. Uh, but they just simply could not score and they could not get a stop specifically in the third quarter and then just tough turnover after tough turnover down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And as a result, the uh, Warriors, they fall to the Sacramento Kings in excruciating fashion. Final score in Sacramento, 124 for the Kings, 123 for the Golden State Warriors. Mark Randy with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Thanks so much for joining us here tonight. we got a lot to get to, and we want to hear from you, as always, here on Warriors Wrap-Up. So you can give us a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line, and I do have an eye on the uh, YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, you can visit youtube.com slash 957thegame. But I guess let's just begin at the very end of this game, how it ended. The Warriors certainly not in complete control like they were in the first half. They had a 24-point lead late in the first half. The Kings went on a 7-0 run to end the first half, and then they, they kind of slowly chipped away throughout the entire second half. But the Warriors were certainly in position to win this game with a minute left in the game. Andrew Wiggins who was very, very good tonight. I know he had that 31-point game in that overtime loss against Oklahoma City, but you know, in my opinion, his best game of the season was tonight uh, against the Sacramento Kings. He was phenomenal, arguably the Warriors' best player tonight. He had a clutch tip-in with a minute left to put the Warriors in front, 123-118. to A five-point lead with a minute left. There are very few scenarios and situations where you should lose that game. After the Wiggins tip-in, again, you lead by five with one minute left. After that, De'Aaron Fox drives, gets fouled. He splits a pair. The Warriors were very lucky. He missed eight free throws tonight. But after he split that pair of free throws, Warriors still lead by four, and they have the ball, again, with less than a minute left, around 50 seconds left in the game at that point. Steph Curry gets pressured in the backcourt, 
and he th- he throws a questionable pass up the floor. It gets easily intercepted. Malik Monk, as a result, makes a three-pointer with 37 seconds left. Now you're looking at a one-point game, and you're thinking, well, we got to score, otherwise we're in danger of losing this game in regulation. You were just up by five 23 seconds ago, and now it's a one-point game. You have the ball, though. And what do the Warriors do? Draymond Green brings the ball up the floor, dribbles towards the corner, looks to find a pass uh, and miscommunication with Steph Curry, and he passes to the corner. Curry, at the moment that he's passing, cuts back up towards half court. The ball rolls out of bounds. Another turnover, so the Kings get the ball back. Another clutch Malik Monk bucket. This one, as you heard Tim Roy call just a a few moments ago as we kick off Warriors wrap-up here on 95-7 the game. A lucky shot. Malik Monk driving across the lane, hounded by Andrew Wiggins, kind of throws up a prayer, and it goes in. The Kings take the lead. Steph Curry with seven seconds left, dribbles the ball up the floor, kind of loses it momentarily, and then has to just take a a really deep, like a 35-foot fadeaway three just before the buzzer, it's short, off iron, ball game over. Warriors find a way to lose tonight by a final score, 124 to 123. I think, without question, the roughest loss, the, the worst loss for the Warriors so far this season. It was ugly, ugly, ugly for really the entire second half in this one. Again, it's Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. We want to hear from you. Give us a call, 888-957-9570. And I do have my eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. You can also give us a text. Again, 888-957-9570. Seeing a lot of upset Warrior fans. Warriors, they choke, didn't finish off the Kings. Terrible. That's from the 3-2-1 on the YouTube chat as well. A lot, a lot, a lot of negative comments that you can understand based on what happened tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Things were things were going fantastic for the Warriors. The Warriors led 72-48 to late in the second quarter. 72-48, to a 24-point lead with about a minute left in the first half. The Kings, they go into the halftime break with a little bit of momentum. They score seven consecutive points to close the half. There was kind of a Steph Curry hunting for a two-for-one, a really deep three he missed. Kings turned it into a, a bucket on the other end. Then the Warriors commit a turnover, and that was really the story of this entire game for the Warriors. Even when they were rolling in the first half, they were still committing turnovers, but a turnover there at the end of the first half. Uh, it takes away your your two-for-one opportunity. Your two opportunities in that two-for-one turned into a really deep, tough three that missed, and then a turnover, and you end up giving the Kings two buckets when at most you should only be giving up one. So a little bit of a mo- momentum shift there at the end of the first half. Instead of being up 24, maybe even 26, you could have added on to that lead when you were up 24 with a minute left. Instead of being up 24 or more or around there, you're only up 17. You're still feeling good about yourselves, but you're only up 17. So a bad moment there for the Warriors uh, at the end of the first half, and it just kind of bled into the second half, uh, and, and the Warriors could not get a footing in this game again. At that moment, late in the first half, when the Warriors were up 72-48, to 48, again, a 24-point lead at that point, the Kings come all the way back to win by one. From that point on, again, the entire second half and the final minute of the first half, the Kings outscored the Golden State Warriors 
76-51. Through the final 25 or so minutes of basketball in Sacramento tonight, Kings 76, Warriors 51. That is ugly. That is ugly. And when you start to look at some of the numbers in this game, there's a lot of positives that came out of this game for the Warriors. Specifically, I mean, you look at some individual numbers. I mentioned Andrew Wiggins off the top. Arguably, his best game of the season. Not a season high in points. He scored 31 in that, that tough overtime loss to Oklahoma City. 29 points. He had 10 rebounds. 3 assists. Turned the ball over 3 times. But other than that, he was... Incredible in this game. 11 for 18 from the field. Made a couple of three-pointers. I mentioned that clutch tip-in with about a minute to go that pushed the Warriors' lead to five. And what at the moment kind of seemed like the the play that might be the number one reason why the Warriors win this game, that was a really big bucket. Make it a two-score lead with a minute left. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't enough. The Warriors would not score after that tip-in by Andrew Wiggins. But you get 29 points from Andrew Wiggins. He was really good. A double-double. 29-10 and 10 from Andrew Wiggins. Clay Thompson started off hot. He finished with 20 points. He also had nine rebounds and a couple of assists. He finished six for 14 from the field, three of nine from three. Uh, but he was hot to begin, and he's a big reason why the Warriors built that 24-point lead at one point in the first half. Steph Curry was great except for some turnovers, specifically in that fourth quarter. Uh, but Steph, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, a double-double for both Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Curry made four threes once again. Uh, Draymond Green returned. He made a couple of three-pointers. He had 8 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. You liked a lot of what you saw from the Golden State Warriors tonight, but they just can't close out games. They really struggle in those moments. They've they've proven that almost time and time again so far this season. Uh, 124 to 123 is the final score. Sacramento knocks off Golden State. Uh, we see a couple of callers come in. We'll get to you in just a minute. 888-957-9570. That's the number to call. It's Mark Randy with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Appreciate you tuning in after, I think, what we can call for sure uh, the ugliest, the worst, whatever adjective you want to add to this to, de to describe this game, I think it, it fits. The worst Warriors loss of the season. And the Warriors coming in, of course, kind of had double motivation to win this game. You want to win, of course, to help your regular season record. The Warriors have not been uh, winning super consistently lately. They had that six-game losing streak. They had won two of their last three, but still some losses. They've been stacking up recently, so you want to you wanna start winning so you can slowly climb up the Western Conference standings, but also the Warriors, it, it really did seem like they wanted to advance in the in-season tournament. I know there are a number of Warrior fans out there, and you can give us a call. Let us know how you feel about the in-season tournament because it is over now for the Golden State Warriors. 888-957-9570. Did you care about the in-season tournament? Because to my eye, it seemed like the Warriors players did. Obviously, you, you put a competition out in front of these crazy competitors, and they're going to want to win it. I mean, Draymond Green said earlier this week he, he expected this atmosphere to feel like a Game 7 of a playoff game. Uh, I'm not sure it quite felt like that, but it, it felt a little bit more than a regular season game. And... The way that this all worked out after Minnesota narrowly beat Oklahoma City earlier today, the Warriors not only needed to win, but they needed to win by at least 12 points to advance 
through the group stage and get to the next stage of the in-season tournament. And it seemed like for a while the Warriors were going to do that. Again, a 24-point lead late in the first half. Uh, they were cruising in this game, and it looked like they were going to not only win, pick up an important regular season win against a conference and division foe, improve to 3-0 against Sacramento on the season, and also advance in the in-season tournament. Now, maybe you don't really care much that they didn't advance in the in-season tournament. That's okay. And as the game was kind of trending to, to come down to the wire, I was thinking I could come on to Warriors wrap-up and, and try to find the silver lining, which is, well, you got to win on the road against a good team, uh, a team that really does not like you, uh, that really wants to beat you, whether it's a preseason game, regular season game, playoff game. The Kings want to beat the Warriors every single time that they play. And you got to win. All right, you didn't advance in the in-season tournament, but you're an older veteran team. Do you really need the in-season tournament anyway? Do you want to play an extra game or two if you advance to the semis in the championship game? I could argue maybe you don't really want that, but you got the win. That was what I was going to come on here and say, but the Warriors continued to fumble the ball away late in the game, uh, that they don't even get that. I'm not really sure what the silver lining is team-wise. Um, Individual-wise, you could say you felt like Andrew Wiggins turned a corner today. Clay Thompson had a great first half, struggled shooting the ball in the second half, but I think there are some individual things you can point to to be encouraged by. Uh, but team-wise, it was a meltdown, a big-time meltdown for the Golden State Warriors. And again, the worst loss of the year, uh, bar none, for Golden State. All right, let's go to the phones here on Warriors Wrap-Up, 888-957-9570. Up first is Chris in Dublin. Chris, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Mark Randy. What's up, Chris? What do you want to talk about after this Warriors loss? Hey, what's going on, Mark? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few things to talk about, right? I mean, like you said, Clay was great in the first half, absolutely terrible in the second half. Um, not sure what Kerr is looking at when Moody is making all of his shots, mm. hustling on both ends, and he goes back to Clay. Uh, like you said, Clay was great in the first half, terrible in the second half. I have no clue. Uh, what Kerr is doing, he's clearly not maximizing our talent or potential. He's playing uh, his veterans. Uh, again, Draymond costs us late in the game with his temper, making stupid fouls that he thinks aren't fouls when they clearly are. He's reaching across the body. He's hacking. He's angry. Um, we got Steph making – I don't know what the I, – I, I mean, he's done this his entire career, but the turnovers that he's making late in the first and second half are absolutely blasphemous. You got, um, who else? Looney offers nothing on offense. You got Corey Joseph playing the same amount of minutes as Moses Moody, who, by the way, is shooting over 80% in his last three games, but averaging 13 minutes a game. I mean, the team is managed by Kerr, who's living in the past. You got players who are out of their prime. Curry's past his prime. Thompson's past his prime. Draymond's past his prime. I don't know what else to say. Uh, he's not playing the right rotations. Sure, this team could be a lot better, but at the end of the day, they're not a playoff team. So why not play the young guys? What? Yeah, Chris, I mean, I, I think you have a, a lot of very valid points. Um uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. That's for sure in this one. I, I know a lot of a lot of people. I'm seeing it on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, 
also on the uh, Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570 is that Comcast Business text line. Why did Steve Kerr sub out Moses Moody? Um, That was something that I jotted down in my notes as well. Moses Moody um, did not play in the first quarter. Um, Brandon Pajemski didn't play the entire game. And by the way, this was a game where uh, Chris Paul got injured early and did not play much of the ball game. He only played like five minutes in this ball game. I can get you the exact number uh, for Chris Paul. Four minutes and 36 seconds for Chris Paul today. He left with what the Warriors called uh, soreness in his leg. Doesn't seem to be anything too serious, but he only played four and a half minutes in this game. You think as a result of that, the Warriors are going to need something from other guards, uh, and the guard that Steve Kerr turned to more so than Moses Moody and certainly more than Brandon Pajemski was Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph got eight minutes tonight. Um, and they weren't terrible minutes. He did come in in the fourth quarter at one point and immediately kind of dribbled out the shot clock and took a really tough fadeaway shot at the shot clock buzzer and got it blocked and immediately turned into a Malik Muck dunk on the other way. And that continued to ignite the crowd and bring Sacramento back. So you can argue about the Corey Joseph minutes. I would imagine the Steve Kerr answer to that Moses Moody substitution question is... And, and just in general, the Moses Moody minutes, uh, 13 minutes for Moses Moody tonight, um, I imagine what he would say is, well, Moses Moody's not a point guard. Uh, we needed a point guard. When Steph Curry isn't on the floor, and also when Draymond Green isn't on the floor, we need a ball handler. And without Chris Paul, who is your other best ball handler? Now, you can disagree with Steve all you want, but he would tell you that it's Corey Joseph. And I know that that is not the most popular opinion. Uh, Corey Joseph has played very sparingly so far this season. Um, And you could very well disagree with that. And I think that's a very fair opinion to have. I'm just telling you, I think that's what Steve Kerr would say. Now, where it gets tricky is you didn't sub Moody out to bring in another ball handler. Because at that point, Stephen Curry was on the floor. And, And what we're talking about was... Uh, in the fourth quarter, when Moses Moody was keeping the Warriors afloat in this game. He was scoreless through three quarters, hardly even played through three quarters. He opened the quarter with a driving dunk from the right corner. He made three three three-pointers, including two back-to-back. It felt when Sacramento was about to kind of storm away with this game. He kept your team afloat. He made three threes. He made two others that didn't count. One because there was a, a blocking foul called on the pass before the kick out to Moody. It didn't count, but he made that shot. There was another that was called off because of a Clay Thompson illegal screen. M- Moody, after the illegal screen was called, or kind of simultaneously, made a three as well. He was really, really good in limited action tonight. Four for four from the field, three of three from downtown, scored 11 points, all of them in the fourth quarter. Um, So at that point, he's riding high. He's really the reason that you're in this game. Uh, And then Moody checks out. And I think it was actually Andrew Wiggins that came in. I I believe the caller said that it was Clay Thompson that came in for Moses Moody, but he came in for Andrew Wiggins. Now, maybe the point that you could make is bring Wiggins in, but bring him in for Clay Thompson, and you can move Moses Moody to the three. You could run with a lineup of Steph, Moody, Wiggins moving forward in your front three spots there, and that's that's certainly viable. Uh, similar to, to how Steve Kerr views Jonathan Kaminga as a four more than a three, he also certainly views Moses Moody more 
of a as a three than a two. Um, I, I think that's what Steve Kerr would argue there as well. He feels much more comfortable with with Clay Thompson handling the normal two guard duties, the shooting guard duties, as opposed uh, to Moses Moody. You might disagree, and that's that's totally fine. And, and I think in this specific game, you have an argument because Moody was the reason you were in the game in the fourth quarter, and he got subbed out kind of right in the middle of his hot streak. Uh, I think the other area where you can maybe point to Steve Kerr in this game, and it's Mark Randy with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Um, the other area where I think Steve Kerr might have really hurt his team in this one was the decision to challenge that offensive foul on Steph Curry. Uh, it happened with two minutes and 50 seconds left in regulation. The Warriors leading by five points. Steph Curry on the right wing, I think he comes off of a screen and takes one of his patented kind of falling away three-pointers. There's a couple of guys on him, and he kicks out his right leg on his follow-through, and he gets called for an offensive foul. The shot misses. Uh, So it's not as if the decision to challenge it was giving you an automatic three points. The shot missed. He was thinking maybe it would have been a foul on Sacramento and you would have given Stephen Curry three free throws, or maybe he just wouldn't have been an offensive foul. It would have been no call, and it would have been a jump ball because there's no possession at that point when the whistle blew. Uh, So I'm not even sure there was a ton to gain, even if you did win that challenge, because I think there's a very real possibility that if you even win that challenge, it's just going to be a no call. And it's going to be a jump ball, and there's no guarantee you even get the ball at that point. But where I think that really hurt the Golden State Warriors was, that was the last timeout the Warriors had with 2 minutes and 50 seconds left. Warriors leading by 5 points. What seemed to my eye, I don't know how you guys feel. You can let me know on the Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570. Also on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. That seemed like a clear offensive foul to me. I'm not exactly sure what advice the bench was giving Steve Kerr on that one because I'm not sure Kerr had a good look at a replay in time uh, where he had to make that decision to challenge it or not. That seemed like a clear offensive foul to me. Uh, It was not successful. And then the Warriors are suddenly out of timeouts. With less than three minutes left, you're up by five. You already kind of feel the game slipping away. And what happens? It continues to slip away. It continues to slip away, turnover after turnover after turnover. And what would you like in that moment when your team is kind of reeling? The crowd is going crazy. You would like to call a timeout and calm things down. Maybe that's just me. That seemed like a poor decision by Steve Kerr, um, and I think it's one that he'll probably look back at and and, and really wish that he had an extra timeout uh, because that might have been the difference. I mean, Steph Curry... Nothing against Steph. He's obviously a legend, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. In kind of the the, the haste of the moment after the Malik Monk score with seven seconds left, doesn't really have a good control of the ball and has to take a 35-foot fadeaway shot that barely ticks iron. A tough moment there for the Warriors for sure. I didn't really like the decision to challenge that one for the Warriors. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here on over, or excuse me, on Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game up next is Mick in San Jose. Mick wants to talk about Draymond and Clay Thompson. Mick, what's up? You're on with Mark Randy here on Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game. Hey, Mark. I thought that last caller was so keen in his observations, and you were point on. So I don't want to belabor it, but Kerr 
just brutal today with obviously challenging that obviously kick out by Curry. Uh, I understand that uh, you bring Wiggins in, but you keep Moody in and you take Clay out. And the third thing is for four or five straight possessions in the fourth quarter, uh, the Kings are doubling Curry. He doesn't get him off the ball till later and after everything goes downhill. Kerr was atrocious today. Number two, uh, Kendra Andrews just reported via X or Twitter, whatever you call it, um, that Malik Monk and the Kings knew when Draymond got the tee, they were ready to be taken. Here's Draymond again, making it about himself and hurting the team. And I just wish once Curry, who's a gentleman and one of the seven best players of all time, I just wish once he would yell at, at, at Draymond or make him accountable and show him up because that's what. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Draymond needs, and just the last two points, uh, please. Kaminga is no one you can rely on. He's athletic. He floats. He's not mentally there consistently. This guy will never be an all-star. Never. And lastly, I love Clay Thompson. I got his Washington State jersey signed, his jersey signed, shoe signed of him. But let's make this clear. Clay Thompson can't dribble. He can't play make. He's not the shooter he used to be. He had a decent first half. He was atrocious in the fourth quarter. And his body language is just, it's just, it's, it's brutal. And this team will not get out of the second round this year if we're lucky. Thank you, Mark. I'd love to hear what you think. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate the call, Mick. Um, I think very valid points as well. Uh, I think him hitting on Kaminga is is certainly accurate. 
Jonathan Kaminga tonight in nearly 10 minutes of game action. Zero points. Three personal fouls. Two turnovers. One rebound. One rebound. This is only positive statistic in 10 minutes on the floor. Two turnovers and three fouls in 9.34 of game time. No points and one rebound. I didn't even realize he was on the floor for most of those 10 minutes. He was not good. And until the fourth quarter, it was hard to realize Moses Moody was on the floor either. Now, to Moses Moody's credit, he bounced back in a huge way and put up 11 points to keep the Warriors afloat in the fourth quarter. But before then, the Warriors got absolutely nothing from either of their two highly drafted third-year players. Nothing. Literally through three quarters of action, and maybe I'm being a little bit unfair because it's not like they played that much, but through three quarters of action, no points from Kaminga and Moses Moody. I can take a look here at the, at the third quarter box. Through three quarters for the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga played 9 minutes and 34 seconds, so he did not play at all in the fourth quarter. Moses Moody played 5 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, and the Warriors, so 15 combined minutes from their two third-year highly drafted players, zero points in 15 minutes from those two guys. In a game where you're playing without Chris Paul essentially for the whole game, Gary Payton goes out as well in the second half. It's Draymond Green's first game back. Uh... Now, the only reason you're in it, despite the fact that you got nothing from Kaminga and, and Moody until that fourth quarter, is because Wiggins showed up. Wiggins was incredible in this game. Again, 29 points for Andrew Wiggins, 10 rebounds. Clay Thompson helped you get out to that big lead early. He had 20 points. Also, 9 rebounds for Clay, 29 for Stephen Curry, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. Uh, but the big number for Clay Thompson, a game high, 5 turnovers. Pardon me, for Steph Curry, not for Klay Thompson. A game-high five turnovers for Stephen Curry. Uh, the turnovers are the reason the Warriors lost this game. 18 turnovers, and they also committed uh, a ton of fouls. 31 fouls, leading to 42 free-throw attempts for the Sacramento Kings. The Warriors got lucky. The Kings left a lot of points on the line. Sacramento was 27 for 42 from the free-throw line. But 42 free throw attempts. It slowed down the game in the third quarter. The Warriors were running wild in the first half. They scored 72 points in the first half. Yet, they fall in Sacramento. Final score, 124 to 123. The Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, up next is Mark in Milbrae wants to react to a sloppy Warriors game. Mark, what's up? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Ben? Yeah, ter- just terrible all around. Warriors blame themselves again. Their shot selection down the stretch. What uh, Shot selection down the stretch. Uh, the, the, the turnover just continually killed them. And I got a question, Kerr. Uh, you ride the hot hand. Uh, you don't put Clay back out there when you're struggling in the second half. Moody has a rhythm going perfect from the field and you pull him it's just a couple of those rotations you know he's vet he likes to go to his veteran laden guys but if they're not performing you can't throw him back out there you got to go right the hot hand and i just think that with the longer that challenge is you meant to really cost them the game and just inexcusable you shouldn't even been in that position to where uh, you should allow the kings to have the chance to come back in that game and even giving a monk that chance to 
hit that. It was a, it was a lucky shot. He made it, but still, uh, just all, all those factors. Just uh, the Warriors. Just uh, that's why they find a position where they are right now, and they can't afford to do that because this team isn't as talented. They've got to, besides Curry, really nobody's really playing that well overall, and the West is a lot tougher. So the Warriors cannot afford to put themselves and give away these games late and with their with their with their own self inflicted errors. And if they continue to do this, man, they, I don't even know this year they're going to be able to make the playoffs. If they do, they're going to probably be a bottom of the run playoff team once again. And I don't know with the way the West is loaded, they're going to be able to make a run this year. So. Hopefully they can clean this up. Uh, Curry really needs to get on Draymond and stop killing his team with with his dumb uh, technical fouls and critical situations. It's just uh, enough's enough. He, Draymond's really got to rein it in, man, because he's, he's killing his team right now and he's not good enough to really be putting the Warriors in situations. So they got to get everything together. You got a, a tough Clippers team. I know they're struggling uh, on Chase um, Thursday night. Hopefully it starts then, man, because. Uh, this can't continue, man, with the way they're going. So hopefully they'll they'll clean up soon, sooner than we think. Yeah, good call, Mark. Appreciate you tuning in to Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Quickly, before I react to that, wanted to let you know that you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I'm not so sure I... I disagree with Steve Kerr bringing Clay Thompson back into the game. And we can look at at what his second half numbers were. Uh, in about 19 minutes in the second half, Clay Thompson, three points. Not good. One of five from the field. It's not like he was just putting up every shot that he, he touched. I thought his decision-making was a little bit better tonight. There were some moments where he, he kind of hoisted some, some tough ones. Part of that is probably because he was feeling himself a little bit uh, as a result of putting up 17 points in that first half. But I, I thought he reeled himself in just a little bit. Um, but I, I totally understand the argument of you got someone in Moses Moody who's making everything that he puts up, uh, 11 points in the fourth quarter, and it could have easily been more. Again, two threes that were called off because of whistles, uh, one a defensive foul, one an offensive foul that he made. It didn't count. He could have easily had 17 points in the fourth quarter. Who knows what would have happened if he stayed on the floor if you're Steve Kerr, I get it's a it's a tif, it's a difficult decision, um, but you probably have to find a way to keep Moses Moody on the court. Maybe that comes at the expense of Andrew Wiggins. Maybe without GP two, maybe you go ultra small and you take Kevon Looney off the floor. I don't know, but I I get Steve Kerr wanting Clay Thompson to stay on the court. I just think that can't be the the only reason why Moses Moody does not get more minutes when he is going crazy in that fourth quarter. Maybe you go ultra small. You run Draymond at the five, Moody or Wiggins at the four, whichever you prefer, the other at the three, uh, and then Clay and Steph. Maybe that's the solution for the Golden State Warriors in this one. It's what they do sometimes with GP2. I know GP2 is, while he's shorter than Moses Moody and Andrew Wiggins, he plays more like your prototypical four does as opposed to Moody uh, or Andrew Wiggins. But the Warriors go to that short lineup often in crunch time. Maybe this was a moment to try that one out. Um, and then the other thing that Mark brought up on on the phone lines uh, is that Draymond Green moment in the second half where he gets teed up. And it all stemmed from early in the fourth quarter. He was guarding Trey Lyles along the baseline. 
and this is kind of in the middle of a Sacramento run, and Trey Lyles is kind of being hounded by Draymond. He's trying to spin away from pressure and kind of sends a forearm, not an elbow, it didn't seem to me, but a forearm kind of to the upper chest, maybe around the neck. Maybe it, it just barely caught a part of the chin, but it, it wasn't a vicious forearm. It wasn't like he was elbows out, swinging like crazy. And there was certainly contact, again, to the upper chest, maybe the throat area of Draymond. Um, and he kind of initially bounced back a little bit, feeling that contact. And then you know, maybe a half a second later, flopped and fell over and stayed on the ground for maybe 10 seconds. And even you could see Steve Kerr on the sideline begging and pleading with Draymond to get up and run down the floor. We got to run a set here. This is a big moment in this fourth quarter. Draymond, we need you. Get down the floor. Get in the set. We got to score here. He eventually did get in, in the set. I think the Warriors got fouled. They sent someone to the free throw line. When that's happening, Draymond is complaining the entire time. Eventually, Sacramento comes down the floor the other way, uh, and Draymond argues for a carrying violation against Sacramento. I think it might have been Malik Monk. Uh, and he did kind of the very aggressive handling uh, or carrying signal that a ref would do when calling carrying, uh, and that's what got him the technical. And then I believe it was the very next possession after that whistle where he's guarding Malik Monk near half court and kind of really aggressively almost body checks him and gets called for a foul. And I don't know how, how you guys all feel. You can let me know, 888-957-9570. You can also uh, let me know on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Um, that just ignites the crowd. You you also gave them a free throw on the technical, and you kind of give Sacramento extra life, as if they needed extra life at that point. And this comes, of course, after Draymond addresses the media for the first time after his suspension, saying, you know, I, I got to make sure I'm better for my team, and I, I, I got to be available all the time. And then this happens, and it's just kind of the same old Draymond. I mean, this has been something that's been going on for years for Draymond. Is it getting old? I I don't know. It's, it's a question for you guys. Is it getting old? Is, is Draymond Green's, uh, I don't know, over-exuberance in moments, is it getting old? Did it help the Kings tonight? I think it probably did. It didn't really help the Warriors. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's let's go to the phones. What do you guys think about Draymond Green in that moment? Did that help the Warriors tonight? Did it help the Kings? It it sure didn't help the Warriors. That's how I feel. Uh, Mike in San Francisco. Mike, what do you think? You're on Warriors Wrap Up here on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, you know, uh, I just wanted to reiterate kind of what you and what all the other callers have been saying. Um, you know, I, I think Draymond is playing over emotional and just like, you know, you just never really want to play angry because it always results in a uh, in a bad performance. Um, overall, you know, I think the game, the injuries really took the wind out of our sails. Um, I think the vets really did their part in the first half. And then in the third, I think it was time for some younger legs uh, to, you know, give those guys a little bit of a rest. Uh, Modi, Moses Moody goes on four for four, three straight threes, although one doesn't count. Steve Kerr pulls him. Uh, he uh, says that, you know, he wanted to sub out for Wiggins for defense, but Moses was playing Monk pretty well on defense. Uh, like you said, I think that he could have easily swapped out for Clay. Um, you know, I, 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 I just think that overall Kerr is being a prisoner of the past and kind of underperforming as a coach in crunch time moments. You know, Looney was gassed. Clay was cold. 
Wiggins had gone lukewarm. Uh, Draymond was playing over emotional. You know, where's some of these young guys? Uh, TJD, where's Brandon Pajinski? You know, why isn't Moses playing more? You know, and this is why I think Curry gets accused of uh, bad young player development. You know, uh, we used to be strength in numbers, but now we rely on three to four older guys that have lost a step. Uh, it feels like kind of when someone gets old and they get stuck in their in their ways and they, they just don't want to change. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Kerr saying how he wants to move, Moses Moody to play more uh, in just a recent press conference, and then he pulls him as soon as he starts to get hot, uh, calls timeout, gives gives the, the Kings a breather when Steph's finally trying starting to get space. Uh, then he challenges the offensive uh, foul, and that gives the Kings an even bigger breather. Uh, when Steph's just, just finally starting to get free a little bit, it just was mind-boggling to me from a coaching standpoint. And, uh, yeah, horrible loss. Real gut-wrenching. Yeah, it's a tough one, Mike. Thanks for the call. Um, I think your point, Mike, about the, the, the youth. In the first half, the Warriors got it, got the lead. They're up by 24 with a minute left in the first half. They built that through... I know they're, they're tried and true how they've won four championships. They got up and down the floor. They were outrunning the Sacramento Kings, the the younger, much younger Sacramento Kings, uh, and they built a 24-point lead as a result. Uh, I think also something that Mike mentioned just a couple of moments ago, uh, 888-957-9570, uh, 888-957-9570, is the fact that the injuries really hurt. GP2, Gary Payton II, was having an incredible game. It doesn't always show up in the box score for Gary Payton. He finishes this game playing 16 and a half minutes. He had seven points, uh, just five rebounds and one assist. Three or four from the field. Uh, He had a couple of steals, and they both led to buckets immediately. He had an incredible and one uh, in the second half, a steal off of an outlet pass, uh, and then a finish in traffic with the foul. Uh, he made the free throw as well. A great three-point play there. He was all over the place. He grabbed epic rebounds time and time again against much taller Kings. Multiple times, there were three guys around him, and he would go up and sky above them all and get the rebound. I thought he had a fantastic game, and that injury certainly really hurt. But but I think Mike's point is right. The Warriors just needed something from their young guys, and then they got it from Moses Moody, and he didn't earn more minutes. A little bit perplexing there. And then maybe one other rotation comment, uh, and this is something that I'm sure Steve Kerr has addressed, and you'll hear it tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game as we get all that audio prepped for you, but uh, Brendan Pajemski, not play, not a single minute, did not come off the bench. In a game where you probably are searching for more ball handlers because Chris Paul only plays five minutes in this game, I thought that this would have been uh, more of a game for Brandon Pajemski, but he did not come off the bench at all. It was only a couple of weeks ago, and one game does, does not a trend make, but only a couple of weeks ago when Steve Kerr said, you know, he's going to get regular rotation minutes, and really up to this point he had, but not tonight. Maybe he was a little under the weather. Who knows? There's no reason to overreact to just one DNP coach's decision from Brandon Pajemski, but this felt like a game where he could have a little bit of an impact at the very least. Didn't get any run. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga did not get on the scoreboard. Three personal fouls, two turnovers, uh, and just one rebound. No points. Uh, a tough one for Jonathan Kaminga. And I, I don't. We can talk about the youth. We can talk about Kaminga. We could talk about Steve Kerr and the decision to challenge and Draymond Green and the technical foul and all of that. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green—they're not immune from blame in this one either. 
all those turnovers down the stretch. Five turnovers for Stephen Curry, four for Draymond Green. They committed turnovers on consecutive possessions with under a minute left. When you led by four points, after De'Aaron Fox split a pair of free throws, you led by four with the ball, about 40 seconds left, maybe 45 seconds left, and you commit consecutive turnovers. You allow the Kings to come back in the game. Again, plenty of blame to go around in this one, and we could talk all we want about Kaminga and Kerr and all of this and the injuries, um, but there is certainly blame that deserves to go to even the players that played well in this game. And largely, Steph Curry was incredible. 29, 10, and 6, made four threes. Again, wasn't his most efficient game, 8 of 20 from the field, um, but he did the normal Steph Curry things but some bad turnovers down the stretch. All right, let's 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 run through some of these calls here on Warriors Wrap-Up before we do head on out of here. Uh, up first is Armand in San Jose. A little upset after this loss, Armand. How how you feeling here on Warriors Wrap-Up? Hey, well, I'm disgusted like the rest of you, but I, I got to say this. Um, we've been a victim of our own success with our big three and our coach. And uh, it's time to start placing blame on the people who really matter. Uh, Kaminga is not that great right now. So I don't care about him getting nine minutes and being ineffective. Bottom line is Steph Curry with his turnovers this year has cost us some games. Draymond Green his antics, Clay Thompson's press conference, snapping at Tim Kawakami. And then you have a fourth quarter like you had. Uh, you blow this game just like the OKC game was uh, a week and a half ago, 24 points. Bottom line is this, the signs are there. There's a change in the guard in the league. We can't keep up. We're doing a lot of dumb things to hurt ourselves, and it's time to play blame on the people who matter. That is the big three, and that is Steve Kerr. I don't need to regurgitate what you guys said about Moody. It was dumb, but at the end of the day, it's like this. If you want to win the game, you play the players that are giving you the best chance to win a game regardless of who they are replacing. So if that means it's Clay Thompson, sorry, Clay. You need to sit down for Moses Moody. If it's not Clay, then take out Looney. Bottom line is when you're trying to win the game, I don't care what your name is. I want the guys that are contributing to winning. He was on a high street, and Kerr even said he deserves more playing time. And you're the coach. You control it. You don't give it to him. You want to get the vets in there to what, get a chance to win. At the end of the day, when you show me who you are, I believe you. I don't need to see more of that. So at the end of the day, they've got to make some tough decisions. They don't want to make it. The fans probably don't want to hear it. But there's a lot of ego in that building, and it's a lot of ego from the fans. I've heard fans say, oh, we'll get it fixed. Look, we are in the same predicament we were in last year. And guess what, people? There is no Jordan Poole around this time to blame. Yeah. Yeah, Armand. Uh, good call. Uh, I think that the Golden State Warriors are in a spot, and this is a little difficult because you have all the history of, of Clay Thompson, and you can write it all off. He's not who he once was, and you got to ride the hot hand and all of that. I, I do think it's important to at least note that that is an extremely difficult thing to do in practice because Clay Thompson, while he hasn't been very good this year, he still had his moments, and he still had stretches. He hit the game winner against Sacramento earlier this year. Uh, he was great in the first half, 17 points in the first half. And, I mean, the the, the the dichotomy from first half to second half, I mean, all over my Twitter in the first half was, oh, my God, thanks, Tim Kawakami. You woke up, Clay, and you woke up this team. Thanks, Tim. Like, 
this is great. The Warriors are back. And now in the second half, it's the same exact problems we've been talking about for the last few weeks, the last month now almost for the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's difficult. And, and the Warriors do have, I think, some tough decisions coming up if these struggles continue. All right, a couple more calls here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Up next is Zach in Santa Rosa. Zach, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How are you feeling after this Warriors loss? Man, thanks for having me on. I'm just, I'll go out and say, man, I think Steve Kerr's got to get fired after this one. And and I've been having this opinion here for a while now, not just after this game. But, I mean, you guys have covered so many reasons why I think so. But, I mean, taking Moody out after he was the hot hand, the only one hitting shots for us and taking him out, I mean, it doesn't matter about this whole veteran experience, who you want in. You've got to ride the hot hand. I want the hot hand in there. For some reason, he took him out. And then even in the fourth quarter, I think there was like five minutes to go, six minutes to go maybe, he took Steph out. I mean, what other coach in the NBA in that time, in that moment, is taking out their star player like that? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And then the challenge call, he had absolutely no shot at winning that challenge. With one timeout left, you bite your tongue and you just go with it because you need that timeout. And I would have never, although I disagree with the call, you know they're not going to overturn that. So you don't waste that challenge. And I'm not blaming this whole game on Steve Kerr. It was gross all around with the turnovers. But I have just had it with Steve Kerr. He's not the guy he once was. He's not good at developing the young guys. He has so many questionable lineup decisions. I just think his time is coming to an end here, man. I really do. I think That was a tough one, certainly, for uh, the Warriors and Steve Kerr included. And, again, plenty of blame to go around in this one. Um, for what it's worth, Steve Kerr did say post game tonight we're not in a free fall, and Steve Kerr very positive as always, as he should be. I mean, he's trying to captain this ship that is kind of teetering right now. Uh, also, for what it's worth, post game, Steph Curry on Draymond Green said, "Quote: Be fiery, be competitive, be who you are, but we all have to be mindful of not getting distracted." Uh, and Curry did call it a dumb technical tonight, uh, but not. By Draymond Green, by the officiating crew. A dumb technical, says Steph Curry, about the uh, the call from the officials towards Draymond Green there. Uh, he said that mimicking a travel violation is not worthy of a technical. Probably true, but I think the argument from the officiating crew is, well, Draymond had been hounding him for a couple of minutes up to that point. Um, and then that was what crossed the line. Uh, you might disagree. That's what the officiating crew would say. All right, a couple more calls here before we do wrap up. Warriors wrap up here on this Tuesday evening after a really difficult Warriors loss. Film and Mike, we're coming to you in just a moment, but first, it's Adam in Oakland. Adam, what's up? You're on with Grandy on a Warriors wrap up. How you feeling tonight? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, man, so frustrated. So frustrated. And, 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 and you know, so many callers, I feel like, are hitting on a lot of the things that I'm feeling right now, but what I, what I, wanted, to, I wanted to hit on Coach Kerr, and I wanted to also kind of really uh, illuminate that what we're seeing right now with the older guys where we were seeing in that championship season, you know, two years ago, we were seeing and hearing championship DNA, right? We were hearing the maturity. We were hearing and seeing them really take their time, really own their space, really bring up some of the new guys. And you saw Jordan's pool come out and you saw Andrew Wiggins, right? And they were leading the team. And what what we're seeing right now is Kerr included bad decision-making by the vets, you know, and you're seeing um, Draymond not just, you know, what, what the effect of that tech was, and you've seen him get ejected twice already in the season, 
get the suspension. Here, we come into the quarter. Kings are on a run. Draymond gets the tech. He, 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 the rest turned. I mean, did you see the rest turn on, 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 the, on the dubs after that? Like, you saw a lot of calls go against the dubs after that. And the energy just kept, you know, compiling in the opposite direction. And that was, you know, just a lot of bad energy and bad leadership coming from the vets. And I think they have to own that. And Coach Kerr, right along with that, when we had an opportunity to switch it, he didn't take that chance. And the last thing I'll just mention, um, brother, is that uh, check the minutes. Man, he, he, they went for it tonight. You know, they, they really went for it. I think Curry put up 37, 35 minutes by some of the other vets. They went for it and, you know, and, 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 didn't, and didn't make it happen. And I don't know what that says, but that's, man, I think that's notable. So I just wanted to kind of call and say that, man. I appreciate the time. Yeah, of course, Adam. I good, good point there with the minutes. Steph Curry, 37 minutes. Clay Thompson, a little more than 35. Andrew Wiggins played about 36. But the big one, obviously, is Steph Curry, 37 Steve Kerr has been trying to keep him around 32, eight minutes a quarter, 32 minutes a game, 37 tonight. And that's not just a, a fourth quarter, Steph, go out there and do your thing. That's kind of a, a almost a plan from at least half time on once he, he kind of saw the game getting close. And I think that tells you, one, obviously, it was close down the stretch and Steph Curry played a lot of those minutes in the fourth quarter, but it also tells you the Warriors cared about the in-season tournament. They felt like, of course, they, they wanted to win the game, but they wanted to win by 12 or more to advance in the in-season tournament. Now, that's all for naught. The Warriors' first experience in the in-season tournament is over. They finished 2-2 two and two in group play. Uh, the Timberwolves 3-1, and one, the Kings 4-0. and oh. Those are the two teams that advance from Group C in the West, uh, and the Warriors' in-season tournament experience is done. Now, they will get a couple of regular season games added on to their schedule now. Uh, to, there were some open dates set for potential quarterfinal, semifinal championship in-season tournament games. The Warriors won't just have two weeks off. Uh, they will get a couple of games added in there, um, but no more in-season tournament games for the Golden State Warriors. All right, one more caller, Philmo Mike here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Philmo, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game with Mark Randy. How you feeling after this Warriors loss, Philmo? Horrible. Uh Draymond, Steph, and Clay made the three, the, the two, two turnovers in the end. Clay didn't cut to the to the ball. Steph Curry panicked. He always panicked at the end of games. I don't know why he's a great player, but he makes a lot of turnovers at the end of the game. The closing lineup with I don't know what that I don't know what that was, and the the, the Warriors haven't been able to close games for a couple years now. Now, Draymond played okay. You can't have that turnover at the end of the game. The the tech the technical foul was was a horrible call and the rest was horrible all night. They missed a lot of calls. Looney got hacked. He got fouled. Now Steve Kerr is a basketball player. He's a shooter. Why would you take out the hottest player in in why did you take out Clay Thompson if you're gonna take out somebody? He had been scuffling at the time. Why would you take out Moody? It made no sense. Stop playing Moody for a fool and play the man. Give the man some playing time, some run. He's earned it. Hey, Philmo, can I ask you a question, Philmo? Who who would you want Moses Moody to play for? Like, Give me your ideal five that includes Moses Moody to close that game. He should have took out. Uh, he should have kept. Uh, he should have substituted Wiggins for Clay Thompson. 
Moody's points was found gold because why GPT was it? GP two was out and and Paul was out. So when Moody started killing, you gotta ride that, Kurt. Ride it. Why are you stopping the momentum because you say, "Oh, I want to go with my vets." Your vets lost the game because they made three of your top vets made the turnovers. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel Phil, Phil Mo, and I think a lot of Warrior fans do. I'm looking at the YouTube chat right now, and they're agreeing with you, Phil Mo, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. A lot of the same ideas as well on the uh, Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570 there. Um, Moses Moody, a fan favorite, considering that he scored 11 points in that fourth quarter, then got subbed out. I said earlier, I understand keeping Clay Thompson out there, um, maybe others don't. That's not an easy decision for Steve Kerr to make. Maybe it is one that he's forced to make soon if these struggles continue. Clagan was great in the first half. 17 points in the first half was one of the biggest reasons, maybe behind Wiggins, that they had that big of a lead in the first half. But yes, he struggled in the second half. But maybe you go small and you take Kevon Looney out, who also, as a couple of callers have mentioned, wasn't effective on the offensive side of the ball at all tonight. Not that he generally is going to score double figures, but Looney just two points tonight, only one shot attempt. He went two of four from the free throw line. Maybe you go ultra small, you run out Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Moses Moody, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. Maybe that's the five you roll with. Would that have impacted the outcome of the game? I don't know because likely Steph Curry and Draymond Green are still committing those turnovers. Uh, but it would have been nice, I, I I agree, to see Moses Moody rewarded with a few more minutes uh, in this one for the Golden State Warriors. All right, we got a few things to get to here, a few things business-wise to get to. We will begin uh, with extending the three-point line. There were a handful to choose from, but we're going with this one here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Thompson, as Looney rubs off Mark Thompson, lost the ball. Goes to the backcourt, saves it to Curry. Catch and shoot three. Got it! What a, an assist by Clay Thompson! Warriors up five with three and a half to go. What a play by Clay. That was a wild one. Clay rose up for a three-point attempt. It slipped out of his hand, rolled back or bounced back towards half court. He kind of leapt off one foot, saved the ball from going into the backcourt for a turnover, and all in one motion flipped it to Steph Curry, wide open in the right wing, who hit a three, made it a five-point lead, and it felt like the Warriors were going to come out of Sacramento with a victory. Maybe not get the 12-point margin that you needed in the in-season tournament, but at least escape with a win on the road against a good basketball team. It felt like that three was kind of a sign that it was going to happen, but unfortunately for the Warriors, it didn't work out that way. But that was extending the three-point line, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Again, that's westcoastmenshealth.com. Com. All right, one more to get to here on over or on uh, Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game, and it is the hardest worker of the game. Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a new career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. That's joinacso.com. Uh, the Alameda County's Sheriff's Office. And uh, our hardest worker of the game tonight, I'm going to give a shout-out to Andrew Wiggins. I thought he was phenomenal tonight. 29 points, 11 of 18 from the field. He had 10 rebounds, also three assists. Did commit a few turnovers and committed five personal fouls, which was 
one of the ways Sacramento got back into the game in the second half. But Andrew Wiggins is my hardest worker of the game tonight. 29 points, not quite a season high. Remember, he had 31 in that loss against Oklahoma City. But Wiggins, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 11 of 18 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep. He looked more locked in, more engaged, both offensively and defensively. The Warriors have been pleading with him to get on the boards. 10 rebounds tonight. He was really good in this game, and he is my hardest worker of the game in this tough Warriors loss. Again, final score, Sacramento 124 and the Warriors 123. With the loss, the Golden State Warriors now fall to 8-10, and 10. and if you're looking at the updated Western Conference standings, they are currently in the final play-in spot. The 10th spot in the Western Conference standings right now behind New Orleans, Houston, the Lakers, the Kings, Oklahoma City, so on and so forth. The only teams the Warriors ahead of in the Western standings right now, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs, a handful of those teams it seems like are actively trying to lose. Uh, so not a good sign for the Golden State Warriors. They are 8-10. and 10. And uh, coming up next for the Golden State Warriors as they try to right the ship after this tough loss against the Golden or against the Sacramento Kings, they play on Thursday at home against the Clippers. Seven o'clock. We'll have you, of course, at six with Warriors Live. Warriors wrap up as always after that game as well. All right, that'll do it for us tonight here on Warriors Wrap Up. Thanks so much for tuning in all night long. A tough loss for the Warriors. They fall in Sacramento, one twenty-four to one twenty-three. For Sterling Bennett across the glass, Chris O'Connell giving us all the cuts here throughout the night. My name is Mark Granny signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in all night long. We appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday evening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.